0: all right all right we live welcome to episode six of the lost words podcast i'm here once again with ren and we'll be going forward as well thank you everyone to um for the feedback on the last episode yes we're using new microphones yes we're going to be using those microphones going forward thank you for all the feedback we received on the previous episode it was um heard appreciated and welcomed quick point of note um soon well in the not too distant future we're gonna make it so we will be able to take phone calls into the podcast. However, until such a time, if there is something that you want to raise with something that we've said or something that we've addressed, then please use the voice note function that is always in the um, episode notes of the podcast until further notice. Thank you very much and let's get right into it. Uh, how's how's it been since uh since the last last episode?
1: Uh, ups and downs, smiles and frowns. Yes, yeah. glad to be back, though.
0: Mostly the same. Uh, I knew you'd love me. <laughs> Mostly the same. I can't lie. It's, um, it's been a bit of a change. I'm back at work now, of course.
1: Uh, I'm sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah, it's a bit. It's it's a bit different. It's a bit weird. Um, I feel like the whole fear of the pandemic has now completely vanished, and the government is basically shouting into the wind about you know easing easing restrictions on lockdown and stuff like that but it has also been quite unusual to see that we've got people not wearing masks on public transport and stuff like that I think we've got we've gotten past the point now where people actually care that's all out yeah that that's that's it because it, I think I said this on a previous episode I think now it, people have reached the point where they feel like if they haven't gotten the virus already they probably yeah, won't yeah, get yeah, it yeah, or I they have that. had it and it's been mild so Wherever you are, just keep safe out there. You know, people are, people, people are being shit, and personal hygiene is still, you know,
1: questionable. Yeah, that was bad before the
0: corona, man. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, other than
1: that, man, this weather's been fucking me up today. Yes. Jeez, this are, sun has been beating me down.
0: We have been getting uh the typical Mario free,
1: <laughs> the typical English
0: heat, which is uh. Not enjoyable to say the, to say the very least. It's like it's just like a harsh heat. There's no breeze. It's just it's
1: hot. It's so different it's when you go dry. to a different country.
0: Yes, and that's that's re- that's really weird because I've always I've always thought yeah you know what I can I can handle hot weather like when I went to Jamaica I was fine like I was yeah boom it's gonna be fine but you, the hot weather here and the hot weather in Caribbean mm-hmm. countries even when I went to Thailand it's just different it's man different. it's it's a lot easier to manage in those in those kind of places here it's just hot and it just feels like it's hot for no reason but it's nice to see that we can go out to the parks again and stuff and life is slowly returning to what we consider to be normal-ish so um, again observe social distancing measures and whatnot but enjoy your weekend enjoy the heat enjoy the time ahead, because you know these things are never usually long term. We'll probably get three, four days of you sun. Get some
1: thunderstorms and whistles, yeah, flood yeah. warnings.
0: Yeah, so keep um, take take advantage of that as much as you can. Now it's advised to do so by the government. What do you think about the like stuff like pubs and bars opening and gyms not opening?
1: That says a lot about the nation, doesn't it?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I wasn't really happy about it because. It just it's, it's
1: I mean somebody, I've got my own gym, no no flex, but somebody's my own thing, I don't really need it to open.
0: Somebody said, um oh, I'm paraphrasing somewhat, but they said so it's okay for everyone to gather in the um, gather in the same room as long as it's a card reader. And I was like, well Sounds about right though. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much pretty much facts.
1: They're um, opening because losing money, I guess.
0: Yeah. What did what else was there was a whole list of things that weren't opening before before pubs and bars and stuff i guess that kind of thing you know it's like you said it makes the government money and stuff because they're opening tourist attractions and things like that um i've been doing a hell of a lot of cycling in the past two weeks since we've been recording
1: that's a fact but i ain't cycled since pokemon red fam <laughs> that was like
0: 1997 <laughs> for his sake but, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of cycling. Obviously, I've been cycling past all these big landmarks and... Um, Nugget Bridge. Tourist, um, tourist attractions and things like that. The museum's obviously been closed. That was weird to see because normally you see massive crowds outside of the museums, British Museum, Science Museum. Um, Trafalgar Square, pretty much empty, aside from the days that um, there were active protests on yeah. and things like that. Um, and I also did the uh, cycle of the Victoria Line. Yeah, you did. For a... There's a um, a Twitter account and an Instagram account called at chain Cyclists, and they raised over a thousand pounds for the Stephen Lawrence Foundation um, so congratulations to all those guys um, congratulations to everyone involved I did the cycle of the Victoria line which was from Walthamstow central um, all the way to Brixton and if you go on the Instagram account you can see the pictures of where we stopped off we took pictures and, and stuff like that it was a really really good vibe there were people there as young as 10 years old um, I think they said that over a hundred people um ended up doing the cycle. Not at any given time, but there were quite a few of us. Loads of people were um honking their horns in solidarity. Uh it was it was a really good vibe, man. Nah, it was can I really, imagine. Really,
1: Especially when you got the kids as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's nice, man. Yeah, nah, it was it was really good. And I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. So shout outs to those guys. You you're they're doing a great thing. Loads of people came up to us and said how we made their day once we explained what the cause was. And if I'm going to talk about that briefly for a bit, we cycled the length of the Victoria line. And that seems like a really, really like long thing to do. If you think about it, just relative to nothing at all from Walthamstow to Brixton to yeah. cycle. That's, that's a long distance. Yeah, if you
1: told me you was in either one of them and I'm at the opposite location, I'd be like, fam, I'll catch you back in. end. I'm bro. telling but, you. So like, it was like, whoa, I don't know if I'm going to
0: be able to do this. And then, it ended up being roughly about 30 kilometres. So we got to Brixton. Um and I was like, damn, that was really good. 30k sack was not that bad though. It's not. It's not. Like it, that's what I was thinking. Wow, is it I thought it was going to be a bit further than that. But 30 kilometers, it wasn't that bad. I was like, damn, I feel really proud of myself. But then we went and chilled in and, and Common for a bit. And I had eaten next to nothing for the whole day. I mean, I woke up, I had breakfast, but it was sort of meant to be like my inadvertent fasted cardio in it so i've gone to i've gotten to i've gotten to um common and,
1: and He's wavering
0: like, yeah man my legs were wobbling the and i was like was tangled i still gotta go home getting some <laughs> glucose yeah man, i was really <laughs> suffering so i was like wow, i still gotta get home from here like i don't know how i'm gonna do this my legs were proper proper wobbling and i was like ah oh, well i just gotta do it i just gotta suck it up and go, go for that escape route but i did it i got back um a good time was had by all they sent my certificate over i'm not entirely sure what they're going to do going forward with um future events but like i said if you're interested in what they do because i think they're going to be doing it for um more charities and like relative to um black people and um causes that support um black lives matter going forward check them out their Instagram and their Twitter is the same Like I've already mentioned At Chain Cyclists And once again, thank you to all the people that were there And and accommodated me You guys are awesome Um, On the subject of The Black Lives Matter movement I know we said I know you said last week You didn't really want to go into the um, Give uh, give light to the protests Nah, I hear that of,
1: Yeah, but it is what it is though Yeah, so I don't want to talk about it too much But all I'm saying is Goof in the fucking Turquoise t-shirt Doing the Rolling his arms and shit You see it Yeah Someone ID him please If you know If you can I know how the internet works man Guys I, I wanna fight him And and I wanna I wanna fight him And the guy that That punched the The officer Wearing a helmet
0: Yeah so, so for those of
1: you who I actually, wanna fight both of them At the same time I'll walk both the asses At the <laughs> same time And you know The one I punched I'll give him the same helmet He wore That, that he punched The fed in like, why would you do that? That's like if you got steel toe caps on and I step on your toe. I'm not trying to hurt you. Like you're not trying to. You're obviously not trying to hurt him because yeah. you're punching him in a in a helmet. You're gonna. If anything, you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, nice. Nah, you crazy. just want to incite something. You just want to look bigger than right, you are. Like, it's right. just like, that pisses me off. For
0: like a for a little bit of. Context. I
1: want to I want to dog walk him as well. <laughs> like, I cannot stress this enough. I'm going to dog walk
0: him. <laughs> for those of you who never actually got to see the video, they um, staged what they call a counter protest. Which is crazy within itself, but they staged a counter protest a week after they held they held the um, the Black Lives Matter protests. And I've I've gone, I know I said I didn't want to spend too much time on this topic, no. but there's a couple of things I want to um, I want to highlight. Right. And there were all kinds of videos going around, and one of the videos involved a bunch of very angry people.
1: It was literally. all white men. Let's keep it real. There was, there was not a gal inside. It was all yeah, white yeah, men. Pub yeah. Dons. Yeah, they were. They were full kit wankers.
0: Yeah, the the proper overly enthusiastic patriot geezers.
1: Mad overweight. You need you guys as old as fuck as well. You're like fifty plus and you're they're, out of shape. You and can't they're fight. Approaching,
0: approaching police and literally attacking. No cardio. Them. Yeah, they're literally attacking. Smell like, like
1: pork scratchings.
0: <laughs> and Stella. But they're punching police officers. KP nuts. We're, I'm watching this video and I'm thinking, nah, this is actually crazy.
1: Not even a barbecue ones, regular salted. This is crazy. I know, it's out. Like if that happened to us, I told you we got bent up like a Rubik's Cube. Easily. And... Boy, his face would have been red, back would have been blue.
0: I don't feel like... And I know I'm just kind of like preaching to the choir here in a sense, but I don't feel like the coverage that, that
1: those events got was, was fair they would you think they got more coverage than they deserve do you think that like they bleeped out certain things that they didn't need to be they didn't want to be shown they 100% bleep things out yeah
0: and yeah. at this point i expect it yeah i do expect it but subsequently in the week in the week and a half that followed i haven't really kind of you know been looking too in depth into the whole the whole um the whole movement i've i've kind of needed to take a break i've needed to, needed to detach because a lot of this shit is disheartening man a lot of this stuff is really, really disheartening. And I've reached a point now where I'm looking at people that want to, um, actually be educated on the black lives matter movement, for example, and stuff. And I'm starting to think, is it something that you want to actually learn about? Or is it something that you need convincing is a problem? I guess that's, that's a person to person thing. It is. it's, It's definitely person to person.
1: It's definitely person to person, but, um, I feel like when you, I personally haven't met anybody that's felt that way that that feel like they need to be converted. Like, okay, uh, what's it? Change my mind? You know what I mean? Yeah, where, where yeah. The guy yeah. sitting by the table, like whatever, whatever. Change my mind. I yeah. don't, I ain't I've met one. Or, or, I've that. met
0: one or two people, and I kind of like made. I've made a mental note to kind of distance myself from them. But like the whole, I don't. I don't really want to talk to people about um, things like white privilege anymore because. At this point, if you don't if you don't accept that such a thing exists, you're never it, like my opinion. My opinion or what I say is not going to convince you that it exists. I feel yeah. So that's what I say when I think when I'm saying, people don't really want to be educated; they want to be convinced. So I don't really want to. Um, I'm I'm not really entertaining my, that kind of those conversations anymore because I'm just going to lose my temper, and it's not worth it. It's not worth me losing my temper. On that note, um, I've been reading. There's there's two books that I've been reading. And it's a bad habit of mine, but I start I start one book and then I start another book. But the first one is Um Natives Race and Class in the Ruins of Empire by Akala. That book is fantastic. That book is absolutely Man, like, phenomenal. Listen, Akala, I've I've always rated Akala um as a rapper and then as a public speaker with and an educator. A little twist. Yeah, but like you know there was um i can't remember what 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 program he was on where he was uh he was challenging tommy robinson and everyone's like wow he speaks so eloquently he speaks so well and i don't know how i felt about those comments because it it, it sort of sounded like they don't expect black people to be able to speak in an educated manner but like i don't want to i don't want to go too far into that because that's a separate issue what i took from that was akala is a um is a man who's speaking directly from experience rather than speaking from theories. And when I'm, when I'm reading this book now, and I'm absolutely captivated because um, Akala grew up in the 80s at a time where racism was a bit more a bit more out there. Yeah, it was
1: out there. Like, I-
0: I- even in the UK, it was a bit more out there. So when the but,
1: corner shops had the, the no, no blacks, no dogs, no Irish on it. And that, yeah, yeah.
0: Those, yeah, those kind of times. So he's grown up in the 80s and he's talking about his experiences about being racially abused at school. The first chapter of the book was realising my mum was white. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a very interesting chapter because the way he made it sound uh, was that he never actually, he didn't actually look at his mum as a white woman. He, his mum was just always his mum. Yeah. And then the first time he was racially abused, he was like, hang on a minute. There's a difference between myself and my mother. And I'm looking at that thinking, damn, that must be really difficult for as a child, um, as a child with mixed uh, mixed parentage to actually grow up with. Because he's now, he's, if you're young and you're, um, you're being racially abused, especially by other kids, because he was saying how um, another child called him a racial slur and he didn't understand it. But he came home and asked his mum, and his mum explained. His mum explained it like, for better or worse, she was. She didn't shield him from like the reality of the fact that he is um, never going to be accepted by um, some people, some white people, even though his mother is white. And I'm reading this like, damn, this is going to be a really, really gripping book. So for those of you who would like just a perspective really of what it's like to grow up as a black, a black person in, in the UK in the eighties amongst other things, because I'm not, I'm not diluting his book to just this experience. I highly recommend it. So there's that. The other book is why I'm not, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. I haven't actually started this properly enough to actually give you a proper in-depth analysis of what the book is like. But those are the two um, pieces of reading material that I'm going through now. Um, yeah, great. I covered that whole protest thing. I didn't really want to go too far into it, and that was and and that was that. So, but
1: yeah, find out who that them two fucking goofs were. I'm gonna whoop both of them
0: for real, man. I just I, I just can't believe they that the amount the amount of invincibility they have is insane. Like, but what can you do? You know, wash my hands with that. It's like I said, you can't expect the people up top to fix a problem they don't believe yeah, exists. I
1: don't
0: believe, uh... But. I should have actually started the, um, the the podcast with how how have things actually been? I actually asked you, but we kind of just brushed over it. How have things been? I'm not talking about just like since the protest, but how's how's life, man?
1: Oh, like um, it's been alright, man. Um, not really. I like I said, not much can can really be going on in these times now. Yeah, I uh, working out every day, trying to get or we'll stay in shape.
0: I put on some quarantine um, weight, man.
1: Nah, I'm actually in really good shape right now, man. Oh, it must be nice I That's can't like My best. diet has
0: gone My diet has gone to pieces It really has I need to actually nah. bit have, have a bit more discipline I've been
1: alright Took my kit into the vet <laughs> That's what's up You know Yeah
0: I've, I'm have i I'm trying to cycle I'm just trying to cycle A lot more Exercise Mental health awareness I spoke to my therapist That was um, Very sobering actually Nah it's good to talk Yeah um and that's another point I want to talk about I want to mention really quickly. It's okay it's okay not to be okay. Yeah of um, course. Especially in these times there's there's a whole a whole heap of unfamiliar things going on and it's okay to talk to people. One of the one of the biggest mistakes I made when I was first diagnosed with depression all those years ago was that I never spoke to my
1: friends. Um, as, as men just not really something men really do too often though. It isn't. That's nah. why do you think that is? Because we've been groomed in the the circumstances in which we grew up in 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 the conditions that we grew up in that is soft you don't want to be vulnerable because you're a pussy which i mean isn't obviously it's not the case but you can't help but feel that way it's just kind of instilled obviously you break you've broke from that yeah you do yeah but that's that initially that's what it is
0: it's it's, it's proper weird though I think about it because um, there's a lot a lot of um, there's a lot to be said about women and how they um, how they're like all for supporting each other even even women will support other women if they don't know them but guys can't really do that in the same kind of way because it's not seen as
1: yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. You know,
0: like the, the 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 best the best we can really hope for is a mutual. I'm, I'm just trying to get like you, big man. Like that's the, that's the, that's the kind of best. We can but hope you for, see when
1: it? people say that, yeah, I feel like they're just mocking me, bro. You do? Sometimes I feel like they're mocking me, bro. Because all right, so I mean I'm in half decent shape. I eat I eat pretty good. I drink loads of water. I go to sleep. at a relatively good time. I don't really engage in any like drugs or alcohol. Yeah. Maybe not like only on a cake like I might drink on an occasion or whatever so i'm I'm relatively fit but not to mention I work in the industry, right, yeah, so when I see someone who I would deem to be maybe like a le- levels ahead of me, yeah, and you'd be like, oh, what's that what's going on and they're like, oh, I'm just trying to be like you like ah right, whatever no. just undermining <laughs> me,
0: but don't you don't you think that's don't you think that's like comes from a place of we don't know as men how to compliment each other,
1: maybe. I'm not, I, I know their intention Probably isn't that Yeah But it's just me like Dickhead man <laughs>
0: But, that's, but that's, that's weird We shouldn't automatically Think like that Like Do you remember ages ago When I messaged um, I messaged in the group chat And said Is it cool to say Good night nah, to that's boys not, Nah
1: don't do that man. <laughs> Don't tell me good night I don't <laughs> well, want to hear it But man. like Don't me- No Do not message me good night right. Don't message me night you can message me something like, all right, peace. I'll catch you tomorrow. You can sign like that. But like, it's too endearing for him, right? No, don't tell me that. But that's, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it that's weird. I I mean,
0: I guess now, if, if someone if someone was to say it to me, I'd be thinking, good night. Like, that's a bit, that's a that's a bit familiar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. But I don't think we shouldn't be unable <laughs> to no, a
1: it. just a standalone stand sentence of good night. All right, cool. Like, right, that's, we, I think you would have to have that type of relationship from the start from the very first time I met you yeah all them years ago yeah when I was 11 yeah if, if, if you did it from then or something even then like 11 year old me is probably not having it but if you did it from then so <laughs> <to>, now <nah, laughs> whatever you know what I'm saying yeah, but nah, yeah. if you just spring out of nowhere on this very like the very next day tomorrow say you did it tomorrow now, nah, what's the we ain't that
0: <laughs> listen this, one of the ironically enough one of the people On the Chain Cyclist um, Chain Cyclist Instagram account uh, He One of the people That runs it Said to him. He actually put out Something the other day And said Hold on Let me find it Because I'm going to say it Word for word It was actually very very funny
1: Dude so long as it's Within a paragraph It's cool Like something Something Nah yeah I'm really tired Work was was Whatever today Yeah I'm going to meet up Tomorrow blah, blah, blah. Good night Cool But isolated It can't but be said Nah man That's like Imagine Isolated I miss you <laughs>
0: That's a bit that different fact, You're
1: bugging
0: Nah I, I miss you nah, I miss you It's very different Like if I say If I'm talking to one of my female friends For example I say goodnight I'm thinking nothing of it Yeah But If I say I miss you She's thinking Whoa hold on a minute That's a bit That's a bit much Like
1: uh. but When you're talking to your male friend If it's a male friend You generally ain't seen In a, in a long time Or you ain't kicked it with and, you're, and it's part of the conversation Yeah Like yeah remember When we used to do this Remember oh, I miss you man that's a bit different. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. But yeah. Just the isolated, I miss you.
0: Okay, so context. The context is important then.
1: Okay. Where are you? I'm gonna I'm gonna snuff you. The
0: context is important. Is this to, is this toxic masculinity? <laughs> Slightly. It is low key, isn't it?
1: I don't think it's low key. I'm high key,
0: but I'm trying. To, I'm gonna duff <laughs> you out. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, cool. I'm gonna make sure I mental note. I can't say good night to my boys. Listen, this is a tweet I, I found the other day from the guy from Chain Cyclist. He said, "I messaged the man them good morning." on this fine Monday morning, and this was their response. So he sent it to four different people. The just first, stand alone, good morning. Just stand alone, good morning. Right. He said, to the first person, he said, good morning. The person says, what do you want? <laughs> the second person... That's a good friend, though. They got a good friendship. Yeah, yeah, a exactly. good friendship. The second person, he said, good morning. The person was like, what? The third person, he said, good morning. <laughs> he said, fuck off. <laughs> and the fourth person, he said, good morning. And the reply he got was, are you skunked? now no, that's good they're good friends man I they, can are, tell. They're, they're, they're they're really, they got a good relationship that's man. what i'm saying like it's so it's it's so weird to think that we all as guys kind of think we all we kind of it's a kind of an eyebrow raising moment to be like hang on a minute what do you mean good morning fam like that's a bit bit mad like but you could tell the dynamic with those guys is is, is solid like none of them are thinking mm, that's a bit that's a bit weird they're just kind of thinking like, whoa like slow down there but i think that's mad weird because women are so different in the sense that they will support each other. Always. Women will always root for women and I respect that about them because guys are kind of, guys will fend for themselves and the guys would expect other guys to fend for themselves for, for better or worse. But women will support themselves. They'll support their friends. They'll support strangers. But why can't we extend that same courtesy as guys? That's a good question. I, I support from I support my friends. You, we, we, I, 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 we all do. Like, for example, if I go back to the depression point, like, I never wanted to talk to my friends at the time because I'm thinking okay boom I've got issues the last thing I want to do is talk to my friends and now their issues are my my issues are their issues so that's why I didn't say anything to anybody and that made me feel worse however many years later it's been now I feel like if I was getting into a place where my mental health wasn't going so good and I started feeling the same way I was feeling all those years ago I could talk to you yeah I could talk to my boys I could talk to anyone I could be like okay boom this is how I'm feeling right now I'm not in such a good I'm not in such a good way and you guys would like I feel like you guys would work around that I feel like you
1: guys would be there to help me But But I feel you deal with it Like back So back then I felt Maybe this is coming from Well obviously it's coming from My point of view But you dealt with it In a different way So you didn't speak about it But you'd be around more though So it would be like We would We would do more things Socially That would keep your mind off it Yeah So you wouldn't have to Necessarily talk about it Because we'd always be engaging In something
0: Yeah But like for example,
1: that's okay as well. Like I think that's okay too.
0: It is like support, support for your like mental health, especially amongst your friends, manifests in a number of different ways because nobody really knows how to approach people. Like I can be like, boom, if I'm depressed and you're depressed, the way I deal with it is not the way you do. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, and that's, that's perfectly logical. But if I'm going to be honest, back then, just you guys being around and just us being normal, you guys might have saved my life. And you probably didn't even know about it at the time, but I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to burden you guys with my issues, yeah, yeah, and at the same time, I feel like now, even now, I feel like if I had said something, would you guys have treated me differently?
1: differently.
0: I wouldn't you know, you know me,
1: man, but I don't mean differently like negatively, I don't mean would you just no, 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 no no I mean. The same I, f- I feel like the same We'd have done the same things I would have said th- I would have said the same words Line yeah. for line like, I would have It's just me Yeah like, can't speak for everybody But I'm just That's just me I understand who I am And you like it or love it We're still here so
0: Nah that's the truth That's the truth But yeah like look um, Look out for your Look out for your friends man. I, I'm I'm gonna say Fundamentally It's important to talk to people man It's important to talk to people When I started to Um do counselling when i was um when i was first like properly diagnosed and they signed me off work and all that shit i was like there's no way that this random person who knows nothing about me is going to be able to help me through my issues
1: i felt that way as well when i i had a few sessions but it was weird because
0: i don't know if like i don't know if my experience with counselling was different but when when i started having counseling the the, la- the lady um bless her heart completely forgotten her name she was absolutely wonderful she wasn't really focusing on the fact that i was depressed at all in fact i don't even think it was ever mentioned okay but she was focused on trying to sort of like rewire my brain and the the skeptic in me has set me back on a number of different occasions but when before i actually before i actually got depressed you couldn't tell me that depression was a thing yeah Because it's like, you know, stop being depressed. You know, like, just be happy instead. Then it happened to me and I was like, okay, this is actually a real thing. Now I've gone to speak to this random lady. I'm thinking, if you, I'm telling you that I don't think that I've got a problem. You don't know me, so you can't address my problem because you don't know how to treat me. But... Keep going. But it was kind of like when I actually got into the sessions and I realised that it was, it wasn't really as much as it was trying to get rid of my depression as it was trying to sort of fortify my mind against the feelings that were making me feel like the worst I possibly felt. I was like, okay, cool. This is actually working. And truth be told, I would have had more proper, like, you know, in-depth conversations with friends and family and, and whatnot. But the the help that she did give me to address the issues I had was invaluable. So I will say to so those of you who don't believe that, like a stranger's a stranger's voice can help, that is very far from the case, man. Just get the help that you feel like you need. It's not, it's not as um, it's not as clear cut as saying they'll obviously sort out all your issues. But they will hundred percent be there for you, and they will hundred percent try and make you get better to
1: get back to a better place mentally. What yeah. was you gonna say? Um, so after a few sessions, or however many sessions you had, did you feel like the therapist? Knew you a lot better And kind of tackled issues More in a way to do with you Because like you said When you first met Obviously they don't know you So they don't really know How to treat you And, and deal with your problems I'm going to be honest Do you feel like After the first couple of sessions I
0: was, I, was a bit, I was a bit prang. I was like Damn I feel like She knows me better Than I know myself
1: Oh see so that's good See what My experience Was Probably what deters Or what you said Not to let people Be deterred from I felt like It was kind of like A flow chart Like, you know when you have a driving lesson, your first driving lesson? Yeah. You know you're just going to probably get to second gear. You're probably just going to practice right turns. Yeah. I felt like... The, the sessions was just flow charts. I would just ask, I would ask sequence of questions or we'll have yeah. certain conversations and it would go to other, you know, like a, a multiple choice. They're yeah. Answering like ABC, what you, the next one comes round this, that and if, So I felt like it wasn't really tailored to me. I felt like it was just like, we're just having kind of generic conversation. I understand. And My- I, I didn't really feel like it was, it was personalizing, it was helping me. But as yeah. you said, this you shouldn't let it deter you. I was, I was younger at the time. So I kind of, that kind of put me off like, this person is just talking to me like they spoke to whoever I could just be client number script. number. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. I could be just client number 17 for the week or something. Yeah. They're going to hit 18 with the same spill.
0: Yeah. No, nah, I was, I was really impressed because like, I think I had maybe two or three sessions before it started getting a little bit more, um, a little bit less about focusing on the actual issue that I had and more about learning about who I am as a person, not just for her, but for myself. And um, we started talking about like distractions and stuff like that. It was it wasn't a thing where, I, yeah, the first couple of sessions I did get the whole flowchart question thing. I, that that that's that's kind of a, I think they they sort of want to create like a psych profile for you, in a sense. But um, that was when I was kind of feeling skeptical. I was like, this this isn't going to help me. If it continues in this vein, it's not going to help me going forward. Um, it became less about that and more about working on like a, a plan of action. Um, one of the things that. I learned not from my counseling sessions but was if you can't change the situation you're in change the way you think about it and I think that kind of um, I think the whole counseling sessions I had epitomized that in a sense I couldn't change the things that I was depressed about so I had to kind of work around them and that didn't necessarily mean that didn't necessarily feel like the best thing to do at the time but it was sort of a stay of execution in the sense that it stopped me feeling hopeless it stopped me feeling like I wanted everything to end so I don't know. Like going third, fourth, fifth session, we started really talking about really random stuff. Um, We played a game of chess. It was you get washed. I listen. You I'm washed. gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you. washed you. I'm gonna tell a quick story. And the whole with the the quickness. Moral of the, yeah, with the you got washed with the quickness. The, That's why the story is quick. The moral of the story is to never judge a book by its cover. And I left this. I left this counselling session pissed off because, um, let's say it was um session four. I've gone into session four. And my counselor said to me, what do you like to do in your spare time? And I told her what I like to do in my spare time. And she's like, what, do, what things can you no longer do that you used to do in your spare time? I was like, oh, I used to play a lot of chess. But I don't really play with my dad anymore because my dad's doing other, other things. And the friends that I used to play chess with, they're all doing their, they're all doing their own thing. And she's like, oh, Chess. You like chess? I was like, yeah, I like chess. Do you play? She's like, not really. Like, I, I think I know that. Hook
1: line sinker, boy. I was like, oh, boy. Nice. Did she no. let you in the first one and say, hey, you want to raise the stakes? You want to make it interesting? Imagine. Boy. I- she was
0: like, oh, can you teach me? I was like, I can't lie. I'm not really a good teacher. because I don't have the patience. But I can show you the fundamentals. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm a quick learner, so it should be fine. So I'm a quick learner. This session, I taught her, how old, like, we spent the whole session just speaking about how the pieces move, the strategies and stuff like that. And we ended up, like, looking up all kinds of chess strategies and stuff like that. She's like, oh, next session, I'm going to bring in a chess set and we'll play, like, a little game, like a little exhibition game. I was like, all right, cool. And I've gone into this session now thinking, all right, boom, She knows that she's probably forgotten everything I taught her. So I'm thinking, I'm going to just play and I'm just going to win and I'm going to be like, this is where you went wrong, this is when you went wrong she washed me i got absolutely cleaned out and i was like hang on a minute that's weird like you really are a quick learner she's like no i've been playing this for years and i was like oh man i was i was so i was angry with myself because i felt like (laughs) part of me felt like i wasted a session and (laughs) the other part of me was like hang on a minute like i shouldn't be losing this game but She's like, oh, don't worry. We'll run it back. Like we'll play it. We'll play another game another time. We never actually did get to play another game, but yeah, she beat me. And I think that was the session where I started to be more. um, I was willing to open up to her more because she tricked me in a way that I had to respect. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. I was like, that's the kind of thing I would do to someone. So I was like, all right, yeah, cool. You know what? You're good (laughs) people. And at that point I was like, boom, you've, you've kind of fundamentally now broken the ice. So when it comes to, uh, you know, Finding someone to talk to, or, like building a rapport with them. Just beware that things are not always as they seem. Nah,
1: for real. I would have been like, yeah. I used to play a lot of competitive fighting games and Street Fighter and Tekken oh, and stuff. Man, I, I would have blew her up.
0: <laughs> See, I never, I never even walked in like. day three I never walked in on a hype. I wasn't, I wasn't like, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at this game. I was like, yeah, yeah, I used to play she's like oh yeah teach me she she completely washed me and i was like oh man i just like,
1: said yeah battle rap
0: yeah
1: i said hey yo <laughs> i just cooked on the spot
0: <laughs> but that was um that was an old that was an old chapter now i'm I'm, I'm my therapist is kind of like, helping me manage um other issues i have i'm not feeling anywhere near as bad as i once did but like i've still got anxiety with with certain things um large unfamiliar crowds um i can't answer the phone
1: I just don't like talking on the phone. I'm not, like, I'm, as soon as I get on the phone, my only thought is, when is this going to end?
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm the I'm the exact same. If the if the conversation lasts longer than forty five seconds, uh, I'm tuning out.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that was a big problem with me. I'm tuning out. I should spend less time on the phone than I do at a cash point. I feel that. I should be better at it though, because yeah. sometimes that person on the other end just really wants to communicate. Yeah, no, I'm conv. I feel like I'm conversational, but a lot of the time people just want to call out for small talk, and I'm not really big on the whole
0: small talk issues.
1: I know, like, but sometimes you gotta be, because you don't know what the other person on that line is going through. That's true. That's very true. And I, at the t- I, I, at the time, I didn't think that or feel that. I was yeah, just like, yeah. being selfish. Like, yeah, yeah, you are I only just chewing on off my ear because I, I, I,
0: when you when you think about it, if someone if someone rings you. It's kind of like, oh man, like, what do you want? Like, what, what? We've become so accustomed to like instant messaging and stuff. It's like, if you're calling me, what could you possibly have to say that you can't say in a message? Yeah. So when someone calls you, it's like, oh, I don't really want to talk. Like, just message me instead. But yeah, like you said, you should really look at it from the other person's perspective. Yeah, I, I, didn't, think, I didn't think about that at the time. We don't think, we don't ever really think about something so small being so deep to people. No. That's the problem.
1: Especially like when you're in a relationship. Oh, yeah, I like I was in a relationship. And like my ex, she liked to talk yeah. on the phone. I'm more of a messenger. Like I'm more message. Yeah. She wasn't really. In. She she didn't like that. She liked to speak on the phone. Yeah. But obviously, that I always saw that as like a problem because it's like I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, at the same, yeah, t- yeah. you know, when you're messaging in the chat, you can just bam bam get back to what you're doing. That's or it. That. When you're on the phone, you kind of got to zone in on that. And like I said, it was at the time it was selfish because you don't really know how the other people why that other person wants to make that small talk and how they how it makes them feel when you do give it when you do give it back to them. Yeah. Hindsight even is. though a small talk, it could it could be a, a genuine conversation or a deep a deep conversation. But. I do like the I, I do like the you know,
0: it's weird because when I say I don't like answering the phone, I don't mean like if someone calls me, if one of my people calls me, I'll I'm happy to talk to them. like after a while, it, when it starts to like melt into like casual small talk, I'm like mm, you know, I could really be doing something else. Yeah. But generally speaking, I don't really mind talking to people I know where the anxiety comes in is talking to people I don't know.
1: Yeah? In which case, like a phone interview or something?
0: Phone interviews, I, I suck at phone interviews. I'm terrible at phone interviews. I, I think the problem is I'm not good at talking to people when I haven't seen, when I can't see their face or I haven't yeah. seen their face before. And this presents a lot of trouble to me as the, as the landline, as the landline payer in my house. Uh. But... It's something. It's something I'm working. On. I don't know what it is. It's just like it's a mental block in it. But yeah, like what you said, is a very solid point. Like you, you should, with when it comes to friendships and especially relationships, you should probably be a bit more receptive to actually how the other person is feeling, because your energy. If you're if you're not on the phone, that's one place where you can't really hide your energy. The other person knows that you don't really want to be on the phone, but they'll try and prolong, prolong the conversation anyway because they want to hear your voice.
1: I yeah tried, phone, phone interviews are weird especially when they ask you to kind of paint a picture or something like will give an example oh man when, no like especially me like working in gyms and stuff i remember a long time ago this is about maybe 10 years ago sure my age maybe longer than that yeah i got a, a phone a phone interview for like fitness first and they they asked me to um like describe like a couple exercises or whatever yeah. when realistically that's like reading a a guide on that's like reading the FAQ or something. Yeah. Without the visual, it doesn't it doesn't work as well. Like you could be a better instructor showing it and saying very little so long as you're showing you're demonstrating things in a clear way. Yeah. I think they I think really they just want to see how you articulate yourself. But at the same time I feel like it doesn't really matter. It doesn't make you any any better or any worse at what you're about to do. Obviously if you can explain something in greater detail and make it as understandable as possible is better. But realistically, if if I if I asked you how to do a press up and you showed me, I'm probably gonna learn a lot better from seeing you do it than you describing it. And yeah. I can't see you. Like, what does yeah. that
0: matter? I'm not really fond of the whole telephone interview thing because I kind of, when it comes to interviews and stuff, when it comes to talking to people in general, I sort of like, I bounce off their energy. Like, if I'm talking to someone, I got that job by the way. I'm just, I didn't, I didn't take it.
1: Yeah, congratulations, I go, I, my guy. I
0: got somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, but like if I'm talking to someone. I can look at their I can look at their visual cues and I can be like, okay, cool. I don't know if I'm doing if I'm doing I, I know if I'm doing well. I know if this person actually doesn't want, wants to talk to me. I yeah. know if I need if they need more from me. And without the kind of personal element, it kind of it's kind of ugh, about this kind of about. I,
1: I feel like I'm not saying the right thing sometimes. Case in so, point, you get a you get a wardrobe, you get a bed, you get a desk, you get anything to put together. It comes with instructions. Yeah. Imagine them instructions was just words.
0: Yeah. Right there you go. See. Trash. Perfect. That's a perfect analogy. But um, Yeah Like I say I'm working I'm working on that For those of you Who actually Do ring me sometimes I'm sorry Sometimes I know That I'm not really Giving you the best energy But I'll try to do better Going forward I've learned something today
1: Yeah I apologise as well
0: I'm not really sorry try I'm apologising
1: to people That's probably never Gonna hear I Ain't never calling me again try, But
0: Try to message me Whenever you can though Like I'm I'm not really I'm not really big On all of that Um, What else did I want To talk about Uh you know what this is a really really random segue but i've been watching a lot of um my, my daughter has become addicted to um challenge tv
1: oh i used to love me some challenge though you know where i'm going with this
0: yeah of course. <laughs> love me some catchphrase boy yeah, man, hey, Roy that. walker was my dude all, all that, that was uh, my guy
1: man the ah. only thing
0: they've been rinsing recently recently is um mr
1: chips just yeah. say what you see
0: Nah, catch money in the, the bank. Catchphrase was the one. I've been watching um
1: the ready money round.
0: The old, the old nineties, the old nineties game shows were, were were amazing, man. Catchphrase. Go through emotional. the M
1: in any direction. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um But <they've laughs> catchphrase been, is the one. They've been replaying the chase. And um, chase is alright. The the guy in the chase looks
1: like my dad. The chaser. Yeah, one he, of the he cha- does. He looks like my dad he he in he it. He looks he, look, look, he, yeah, he yeah. does. Um, my dad ain't that smart though. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs
0: that guy's a mastermind champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the chase and um, who wants to be a millionaire? And who wants to be a millionaire is a crazy one because I was watching one episode the other day, and um, a, a guy got to I think he got to so one hundred twenty-five thousand pounds, and he used his phone a friend, and I can't remember the answer. I can't remember the question was. I don't even think it was one hundred twenty-five thousand pounds. Doesn't really matter the amount of money, but the question was something to do with in which uh, on which of these lands was. Uh, J.R. Tolkien's *The Hobbit* and *Lord of the Rings* set, and one of the answers was obviously Middle Earth. So he's used his phone a friend, and his friend's like, "Yeah, 100% Middle Earth." So he obviously got that question right. And I started to think about what would happen if it was the other way around. And you've called us, you've, you've called someone up. It's a 125,000 pound question or 64,000 pound question. They're like, "Yeah, it's this answer. I'm 100% right,"
1: and they're wrong. I'm duffing you out straight away. For real? From the the studio to your crib I'm outside. (laughs) Nah, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Nah, I just want to talk. I thought about it. Can you imagine?
0: I mean, that money isn't really yours to lose in the first place but you've got £32,000 You've got £64,000 for example (laughs) and that question can either win you £125,000 or lose you £32,000. Whoever I'm calling better, they better be
1: on the other end on Yahoo or whatever search engines was popping at them times. AOL, they better be can't even say google in it cuz it wasn't good They may be yahoo in that
0: but like I understand that sentiment. Like, if you if you if you call someone and they lose you a whole bunch of money, it's like, oh yeah, boom! Like, you got you got to get you got to get fucked up. Bro. But if you they gotta win,
1: buy, you, you got to buy me some Nando's or something, or you know buy me a pizza or something like that. On the flip like, side, like, you
0: know what I'm saying? No. Like, you, that person that won, no, nah, yeah, I will K. bust
1: them. Like, oh, I'm not okay, gonna, I'm okay, not gonna okay. give you the okay. I'm not gonna give you the amount that you won me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna try and sort out my situations yeah, first. Okay. And I'm gonna, but I'm definitely gonna bust them. Yeah, of course. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. I'm definitely fair enough. I can't lie. Even if even if. I never used my lifelines, and I still won whatever. I'm still gonna bring my peoples in.
0: Yeah, of course, everybody eats. Everybody eats. But like, no, I've been watching these shows, and I've learned some proper random things, man. Like, it's actually really, That's really general really
1: knowledge is up there. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: like I can't lie. I've been thinking. Hmm. I low key want to go on the chase, but I won't remember. I'll never forget the time when I was like, I said, I, I pitched the idea to my mum because I was genuinely thinking about it. Like, yeah, I was like, Mum, I think I want to go on the chase. And she looks at me. She's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Yeah," but like, if they ever ask me questions about like British history and stuff, I'm not gonna know any of that shit, because they ask really random, obscure questions like in in the year 1540, ah, yeah, who I'm was done. the reigning monarch of, 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 of England? It. And it's like I don't know none of that shit. I don't care about none of that shit. And I was like, "Yeah," I, if they ask me about British history, they're not gonna. Know. I'm not gonna know. And she's like. And geography, I was like, yeah, maybe. And she's like, and science. I was like, whoa, like, mom, Jeez. slow down. <laughs> I'm blast. <laughs> yeah, like, you was basically just calling me stupid diplomatically. Anyways, I now realize that if I do decide to go on the chase, she's not getting a penny from me. now nah, I'm playing. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of my mama. But like, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. So watch this space. You you might end up having an episode where I'm actually on actually on the TV. Do they still make there,
1: catchphrases? That's the I'll go on catchphrases. I was bad. I was a bad man at that game. Catchphrases is hard now, man. Oh, I don't know. So it's still happening. I think so. Oh, and I was—I used to be sick, and I was young back in the—I was yeah, young then no, when it was coming on as well. I was hitting. I was getting so in was them before the, before the adults was
0: getting. I said, like, "How did you not see that?" Yeah. So was I. That's—that's that's, um, they were answering some some questions. I'm like, "How could
1: you not?" There's like there's is? like a road and the road's light life. Yeah. yeah. The road's called life. Yeah. And then one side's dark. One side's light and he's walking on the bright side of life just the yeah. bright side of life and they're like uh the dark uh, dark, side, dark side road um <laughs> sunny life uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah they're, they're stupid like it's, yeah, it's to the point it's where the i think fu- maybe they're doing this on purpose because some of them are like the, the answers are glaringly
1: obvious isn't it but there's a happy car and a sad car uh, uh, it's a joy ride isn't it like yeah uh, uh, uh frustrated motor what hey <laughs> <Get aim. laughs> nah i'm stop I'm, his time i'm honestly thinking about it like I'll, I'll be in the crowd heckling
0: them of course but i'm not I'm, I'm seriously considering tipping point as well because some of the answers on tipping point are like yeah i could i could i could milk this but i also looked at the game shows back in the day and the questions are a lot easier man they're a lot easier i mean you were playing for a lot less money back then but they're a lot easier than they are now like if i, I was watching new catchphrase um, compared to the old catchphrase, and I was like, Yeah, old catchphrase, I would watch this. But new catchphrase, some of these catchphrases are really obscure, man. Hey, you ever watched because the old episodes that don't
1: exist? You see, you ever watch the old episodes and they show you like the prize, and like, Oh, you could be jetting away to this place. Yeah, and the camera sh- quality is so old and shit. Like, yeah. this place looks
0: dead. <laughs> yeah, some of the old prizes were crazy. Like, Yeah, <laughs> you could win
1: a, di- a dishwasher. It's like, right, a Blender. Like a, yeah, like a uh, um, now, nah, but when you get jetted away to this place and it's like, This, this is. This looks so trash. The
0: old cars they used to have. The, the old cars they used to give away, like the Ford Proton and stuff like that. And all the white guys and all the white men and uh, white women uh, used to have the all same haircut and the big glasses. <laughs> they all The used wide to, shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, um, another one that came on the other day was, um, I think, is it is The Price is Right? We have to guess higher or lower the cards of Bruce Forsyth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came like that. on the other I day. I was like rest flipping. Rest in oh, peace, seen, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Bruce. I haven't seen that one in a long time either. Um... Bullseye was on. I don't really care for that.
1: So what got your daughter into this? I have no idea. And my nephew, he's been killing Ninja Turtles. I like it because when I was his age, I was killing Ninja Turtles as well. So it feels good. We bond over that. Yeah. Like. So we watch. I just watch Ninja Turtles with him all day. Yeah. no, nah,
0: cool. I have no idea. Like she's just proper, proper, proper into it. Whenever the chase comes on, she's about it. Whenever tipping point comes on, she's about it. I think part of it is down to the fact that when she's at my house, my mum is always watching these game shows. So I think. I think she likes the format because sometimes she likes me to question her as if she's on the chase as well.
1: My dad watches these game shows. Black parents love these game shows. Yeah,
0: bro. man. Uh, they yeah they do. Not my, not my dad. My dad just watches the news and gets pissed off. But like my mum, like she's all all about my pops loves
1: shows. these game shows.
0: Yeah, so like she's she's into that. Maybe um, maybe she'll be on one one day. I'll be cheering her on from the sidelines. But I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't lie. I'm, the only thing stopping me from going on one of these game shows now is is. I don't want it to ask me a question and I fumble it and it's like a proper obvious question.
1: That's the risk, isn't
0: it? Yeah. The rewards good though, man. The rewards potentially go, really it. good. Nah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Maybe maybe sometime in the not too distant future I'll do it. But yeah. Um That was another th- that was like I was I was watching I was watching this. You know what? On the back of last episode we were talking about um little Britain and stuff.
1: Like cancelled shows and cancelled shows, yeah.
0: and I thought about how the how the climate of TV and movie, movies have changed right now and stuff like that, and that's kind of like you know game shows have changed, TV shows have changed, movies have changed, and I was watching Rush Hour. Rush
1: oh, Hour. That's 2. my favorite movie. That's Rush No
0: Two is really good as well. Yeah, yeah. That's like my favorite movie ever. I love the Rush Hour trilogy. Yeah, it's, right. It's my it. But I looked at it. I, I watched it like last week, and Rush Hour was a bit of a, of a funny one, you know.
1: Nah, we ain't doing that to Rush Hour. I'm
0: not trying to cancel Rush no, Hour. No, nobody to is. Rush hour. Listen. Let me just like, make this clear. Don't yeah, try. 100%. I'm not trying to cancel Rush Hour, but Rush Hour could not come out today, you know. But they're making a new one anyway. But it's not going to be like Rush Hours one, two, and three. Have you seen Bad Boys for Life? No. Okay, I haven't seen it either. I, I need to see that. Either. I heard it was decent though. Yeah, so did I. I heard it was. Like, I heard it was alright. But like, I'm, I'm and they're making if, another one of
1: those, right? So it must have done. It must have been somewhat successful, money. But yeah, I'm
0: I'm wondering that if that was any different from like the original Bad Boys. But I'm th- I was watching Rush Hour, Rush Hour Two, and I was like, damn, some of these jokes just couldn't fly now. They they
1: legitimately just could not fly." <laughs> you know, when um when Chris Tucker's running up the stairs and the lady's like, "Watch out, Kobe!" <laughs> Doesn't be his Kobe, but obviously she just thinks he's Kobe because yeah, he's, he's like, I thought that's hilarious though. Yeah, no, it's it. That, but that's what I'm saying. It goes back to the point where I was like,
0: racial insensitivity hidden behind like humor. Was, was okay You see what I'm saying Back I mean, Rush Hour 1 Let's think about Rush yeah. Hour 1 the, the scene where they go to um, Where they go to the, uh, the To the bar And like What's Chris up could, my nigga yeah, so yeah You got Jackie Chan saying What's up my nigga At this point I fucks with that though That's Jackie Chan though. At, th- at this point though, But you've got to think about it like this Jackie Chan didn't speak English
1: At oh, one time yeah No at this time of course he could speak English. Nah, his English was not good, man. In ninety eight, he could speak English. His no, when did rush hour come out, ninety nine,
0: at that time, his English, if 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 a script, a script, he like was Jackie like, Chan. I
1: like to let people talk who like to talk. He could speak English, man. You, I'm you not know, he that,
0: had to, you, you know, good and well, he had to do that line at least twenty times, but it wasn't in the outtakes. Nah, nah of course not, because <laughs> that's not funny. But but like. I'm thinking now, Jackie Chan's English was not very good. Like you look, at the, you look at the outtakes of the movie, Jackie Chan's English was not very good. So now, he's walked into a bar and a script writer has probably said to him, this is the line you're going to say. You're going to say, what's up, my nigga? Yeah, okay. He has no idea what that means.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think now, however many years later, he's now aware?
1: Nah, because you've got to think that other people that, that was there, they would have been like, no, take that out. Like if if Chris Tucker, re- but then again they're getting paid, so I don't know. When yeah, you're getting exactly. paid, M's, you might you might turn a you might Hollywood turn a blind is there, not but
0: telling him to take it out because at the time, again, like I said, it's funny and therefore
1: it's acceptable. I think more more black actors and black stars are more um, aware of stuff like that, and I think they would if they, I think they would highlight it in today's climate. Yeah, I think they would highlight it, and like maybe maybe Jackie shouldn't say that. Yeah, in today's maybe climate. maybe not. Maybe they'd be like, like they can see the comedy element of I mean, yeah. it. The fact is, is that Jackie Chan is from, from he's from China, yeah. right? Black people was not oppressed by Chinese people, yeah. So it's kind of different, right? Had yeah. Jackie Chan been a white guy and said it, then yeah, that's completely different. Okay, same yeah. se- same sentiment, if, yeah. If Jackie, if Chris Tucker was running up the stairs in Rush Hour Two and an old white lady said, "Watch out, Kobe," yeah, then it's a it's a bit different.
0: Yeah, it's different. It's but different. I
1: think Rush Hour could still work the way it did because there's n- it's never it's never been like a I don't it's it's not black and white like there's never been like any oppression in it.
0: Yeah, and like the point I'm tr- the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is not that I feel like it's like whoa, that's outrageous like Jackie Chan should never have said yeah, that. It's, of more, course. It's, it's not that it's more it's more to the fact that I genuinely don't think he understood the gravity of what he was saying in that moment. Nah, he I didn't. He, he didn't. Be, he didn't. Right. No, of so course with, he didn't. with that said now if you look at it in 2020 with 2020 glasses do you genuinely believe he probably knows what it means
1: now though yes so he's probably not gonna do it
0: right so he knows now that it's not but if
1: he did say it would you be okay if he said it now you'd still be okay with it would i be okay with it (laughs) yeah you it's jackie chan man i'm okay with it if jackie chan says it in rush hour but it's see, this it's a bit. I'm okay de- with I'm okay, it- okay with Jackie Chan saying maybe I'm a hypocrite. Call me what you want, but I'm cool with say, with with Jackie Chan saying it. he's not blurring it throughout the whole film. I feel like, like it's a bit of a thing. He calls him he calls him Carter. He doesn't call him my nigga the whole film. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He, yeah. Does that instance for that scene? As it was a funny scene.
0: It it was a funny scene. Like at the time, it was funny. Like at the time, it was funny, and at the time, it had shock value, of course. But like again, like I said, it was funny. So the humor overrides the fact that it, the, the, overrides the shock value. But now. I look at it and I think, this couldn't fly today. And it's not a thing where it's, it's like it. if Jackie Chan said, it, I'd be like, nah, you shouldn't have said that. I'm just thinking now in this climate, it's a very, it's kind of a very dangerous, a uh, dangerous
1: area to kind of be like. I can. He can say it, but I can honestly say, and I'm not even on that platform here. Yeah? Going back to the Little Britain thing yeah. on Twitter, black people would not cancel Jackie Chan for saying that. Right. This leads. This leads leads
0: on to the next thing I was gonna say, but um. Continue that point because I, I, I that was see. my point. My All point right. is that black. I, I don't think no black people are not going to cancel Jackie Chan. They're not going to cancel Jackie Chan. That's, that's 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 a fact of the matter. Um, but it's again like I say, it's weird because I don't I don't I genuinely don't believe and again I could be wrong, but I genuinely don't believe a film like Rush Hour with the jokes
1: that flew in Rush Hour could yeah. not could not be released today. I, there's a lot of movies that like Ace Ventura. Do you think Ace Ventura or what?
0: no I don't but then like you've got movies like black clansman where you've got adam driver saying nigger with venom and it's like that's okay because contextually yes, it's for, co- right. yes for the context. it's like right? django yes exactly so i feel like the whole the whole film industry is in a bit of a in a bit of a gray area at the moment because I, when I watched the, I watched Black Klansman, and I know I don't know Adam Driver at all. I think he's a very good actor, and I don't, th- I do not believe he's a racist, and I do believe that he was obviously, you know, he 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 got into his role. He gets very into no. his roles, so I'm not saying rah boom, he shouldn't say that, blah blah blah, yada yada. But those kind of things would be accepted contextually. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like if they released another Rush Hour, it would not be accepted contextually because it's not under the guise of, um this is what this is what it was like for white people to treat black people it's this is what it's like no this is this is like just for humor yeah it's not acceptable as humor because it's not real it's not like a real um representation of how people used to treat black people so when you watch movies like django on chain where you've got white people calling black people nigger, it's fine because that's what black that's what black people used to be exposed to but you haven't got Chinese people Running around saying What's up my nigga So that kind of thing isn't okay hmm. I get what you're saying I, I used a lot of words To explain a point That I could probably
1: No done in a sentence, I get what you're saying uh, Like I guess my argument for that And it's still It's still kind of stretching it It's still a bit of a reach right But uh, Rush Hour 1 Is set in LA yeah Yeah This is not giving like Jackie Chan a pass Or nothing like that But there's There's uh asian gang members in la that use that term i'm not saying it's correct i don't i don't personally agree with it but the people on their block who they grew up with yeah that that's another that's another blurred line between black culture and, sh- and street culture because there's a different when people say culture there's like history and heritage that's a separate culture from like growing up in the streets like that culture in my opinion doesn't have a color that's yes. just a that's just a way of life. Yes, the way you know we have friends who are different skin color stars that grew up in the same circles, same situation. Yeah, 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 same madness, everything. That's different from that's a different type of culture. The lines very like blurred though because it, it was, is yeah it is. Um, but people get that confused. But what I'm saying is um, going back to the point is that there's a lot of there's a lot of people in gang culture that use that term. Yeah. So I'm not saying that they would. Somehow figure a way to write it in that way or whatever, but they there are Chinese people that say that speak like that in LA. So it's not that it's not the truth because it does happen, yeah. but it's just not in that circumstance.
0: Right. And that's but, again,
1: that's not a thing that I like. I don't agree with. I'm not a gang member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nor do I believe that. I understand that that boy from your block or whatever, and you put you probably put work together or whatever. You've mm. done some things or you've seen some things together, but. I, if, you, if you're gonna give him you can't really give him the pass for that in my opinion
0: yeah but like when I say you're right but when I say like it's not real that's I just mean, to play
1: devil's advocate
0: yeah yeah I, I mean more in the sense that you've got like uh, I know I'm, I'm I'm bringing it down to like the proper nuances of the movie but yeah. you've got a, you've got a, a, a guy who's come from China Yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a cop yeah. and he's trying to like not imitate but he's following the lead of of, yeah. a, of a black American he's walked into the bar he said what's up my nigga yeah. you know like fundamentally a, in that situation that would never happen no 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 See yeah of course not and no. that's what and that's what i speak to when i say it, when i'm talking about the element of realism you've what? got it, with, it, with the with with um films like um black klansman yeah. you literally had white people just going around calling black people niggas yeah that was yeah. a real that was a real thing that movie was a it's not obviously it, it was based on a true story and it was
1: yeah, so the yeah the Russia out a little out of context, but I yeah, I, yeah. I see how it could be tweaked where we we could have a slightly different argument.
0: Yeah, yeah, and okay, that's fair enough.
1: But I think it could run in today. I hope it does. I'm waiting for them to make a new one, man. That's my shit. Uh, number three wasn't so good. It wasn't that good, no.
0: Um, going back to your point, because I t- I said t- t- I said I didn't want to forget this. Um, they there's there's sort of been like a real like emphasis and effort now on cancelling old shows and i know we spoke about this last episode but there's been like a real emphasis on cancelling old shows where they've like you know done um blackface and things like that and they've been racially insensitive and stuff and a lot of people that like have acted in those in those shows and movies they're like coming out and apologizing saying blah 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 you know it's um it was a, it was like reprehensible behavior, and I'm sorry, and I didn't understand the offense I caused. Blah 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 yada yada. You know, PR bullshit. Black people haven't asked for this.
1: Yeah, I know right. Um, see, because I'm not, I, I don't have a Twitter, and that's usually where it goes down, right? Usually, but, but it's, it's all over the place. But yeah, yeah. it is all over the place. Yeah. All right, but I feel that, and I can't prove it, but just going off speculations. I feel that some people I don't I can't give a percentage are genuine about it. Yeah. And they and they really believe that that, should, that it's not okay. Yeah. And then some people say it because they know it's what people want to see. Or they know it's what people want to hear. I guess I can't prove who's genuine and who's disingenuine, but I, I think I think it's I I would assume that that is, is some of that
0: i feel like what's bothering me is like a lot of people's
1: like look at me i'm for the cause yeah which i appreciate you being like supporting it but it's it's again it's kind of blurry who's genuine and who's not
0: uh, what what really like is 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 sticking with me in a bad way is that i feel like now they're you know they're cancelling all these these shows and stuff like that and they're making apologies i feel like now the whole movement is kind of being undermined because they're kind of narrowing it down to this 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 one thing that black people did not ask for see what i'm saying we like black people especially in in black america they just wanted to be treated they just want to be treated fairly they want like to see they want to see police reform they want to see like congress not not i don't know about congressional changes but they want to see like institutional changes and stuff like that and now you know boom we're canceling a couple tv shows um that we didn't watch anyway yeah so it's like this is this is all this is all nonsense and i feel like the whole the energy of of two weeks ago where people were protesting people were raising awareness has kind of now sort of been shunted to the side in favor of sort of not mocking but it's like hey look over here look like all these shows are being canceled like oh these people are so sensitive the black lives matter movement is so sensitive and i want to remind everyone to keep your um Keep your eyes on to Keep your eyes on the prize Yeah that's uh, very true Especially Especially over here We're not really having such a Over here in the UK We're not really having Such a um, A movement where They're cancelling all these Old TV shows or such You know we had the little whole Little Britain conversation Last week In America it seems to be Much more widespread But Now People's timelines are sort of Going back to normal Yeah and,
1: nah and, Keep it moving, man. We, you gotta we, keep
0: keep the thing alive. We do need to we do need to keep it alive. I, even me, I've kind of I've I've taken my foot off the gas a bit, but mm-hmm. I've like like I said, I've needed to kind of detach because a lot of this shit is a lot to kind of a lot to deal with. So while I do say to keep your foot on the gas with this, be be mindful of your mind at the same time. You know, it's it's okay to not. You can't crusade every day if especially especially if you're not feeling your best because some of this stuff will break you if you if you if you look too deep. But another thing I wanted to say was. I'm kind of a bit concerned. I donated money, for example. I donated, I donated money when I went on the cycle with Chain Cyclists to the Stephen Lawrence Foundation. And I've donated um, money to a couple of other causes as well. i signed some petitions. I've sent some emails and stuff like that. But one thing I've, I've been thinking of is where does this money actually go? And this now is a really, really sensitive issue for me because of what's happening in in Yemen. I don't know if you've heard of what's yes, happening I have, in Yemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yeah. yeah, Yemen has... they. I've been reading a whole bunch of articles about Yemen, and basically one of the most stark things I read about it was that it could literally be wiped off the world map because of the coronavirus and other economic factors. The country's just, like, going through a severe famine. Some of the pictures and videos I've seen... You people that are sharing these things online, you really need to put a trigger warning before these because this is actually really traumatizing Especially when it's children as well. Yeah, man. It's proper traumatizing content. Think of your audience. Some people don't want to see that kind of thing. And I know you want to raise awareness, but again, I have to remind you to be mindful of your audience. This is stuff that's like, it's not usual. It's not regular. And yes, it's horrifying. And yes, people do need to be aware, but you you have to be careful. This is traumatizing for some people. But going back to the point, Yemen is going through a very, very real crisis at the moment and there are a lot of ways that are, that people were sharing online about how you can help about how you can donate money and stuff like that and part of me is is apprehensive and i don't want i have to qualify this because i don't want to sound like i'm being a, um a skinflint but throwing money at this problem is is all well and good and that's a good gesture but how do we know where that money is actually
1: going and you never do. I guess it's, you just gotta trust. I think that's all you can do. That's what you, If you if you worry about stuff like that, then I don't. I don't think you're ever gonna find like peace of mind, and you may be hmm. hesitant to want to even attempt to try and do the good deed, which is donating. Because yeah. there's always a chance, even if it's it could be a one percent chance but is that one percent chance of still going to the good cause like do you want the one percent chance you want to you want to not participate and have the zero
0: that's a good way of looking at it see i needed i actually genuinely needed to hear that because i haven't spoken about this with anybody else and that's actually a really really good way of looking at it because for me i'm thinking okay boom now yemen's going through like a proper proper serious crisis like it's, it's it's horrible what's happening out there and i'm thinking okay it's okay to throw money at the problem and it's probably the only thing that we can do over here as well apart from the whole raising awareness thing so other people can donate but if that money isn't going towards the cause then we're going to be hearing in 6 months time it's gotten worse or in 6 months time like Yemen no longer exists or something like that and i don't want to it's not that i feel like i'm I've, I've wasted my money if nothing happens it's more the fact that i'm going to feel like i raised money for a cause that was dishonest or a cause that was i don't know not necessarily doomed to fail but
1: I don't know. So long your intent was there. Like I said, it's make intent. You either do it or you don't do it at all. Like your yeah. intentions was good or you didn't have no intentions to begin with. Yeah, with. you're right. You're right. It's like again, your moral compass should point to one direction.
0: Yeah. And again, it's not about me donating to say, yeah, boom, I donated. It's more yeah, like no, I want it I, wanted, I wanted to actually, you know, I want it to actually go somewhere because um, I, I, I guess part of me is a bit sceptical, not sceptical, but like I heard about um for example a bunch of uh petitions that were started in this country for example the government won't listen to them unless they were officially um done on the government website so i'm thinking now if you if you're donating to all these causes um
1: i'd be more scared of those that have to go through government website
0: yeah 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 no not donations i would never do that i would never do that because it's like i say i don't know whether i I, I don't trust this government to, to do to do the right thing with my money but um when it comes to petitions in that the government has, the government's thrown a bunch of them out and I guess that's sort of to be expected, but I don't like if nothing changes structurally in Yemen, it's kind of, you know, it's putting a plaster over a bullet wound. You know, there's like, like I would much rather donate to charities that are like focusing on, um, focusing on building things in in Yemen like I don't if it's like oh yeah donate to Yemen blah 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 okay that's cool I don't know where that money's going but my intent's there all right cool but if there's like charities that's like yeah we're gonna use this money and we're gonna grow things and stuff like that then I'm thinking okay I'm probably more inclined to do that because I know what you're what you're attempting to do with the money so that's something for me to think that's something I've been thinking about that's not for me to say you guys should like you know second guess before you donate to causes because like it's like Ren said if the intent is there, and then, then that's good but That's just something that I've been battling with recently. Uh, Battling with makes it sound like it's a lot more, a lot more serious than it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. you say a lot of indecisiveness.
0: Yeah, but um, on the uh, on the um, Lost Words Pod Twitter account, I've got a um, I've tweeted a link for ways you can help to donate towards Yemen, as long as, um, as as well as uh, ways you can um, donate towards the Black Lives Matter causes. Breonna Taylor's cam. Killers are still not being um, still not being arrested. One of them has been fired. And that's then pretty one, much... One of them retire. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I know one no. of them got fired, but that's about it. So, yeah, like, don't let your foot off the gas. Don't be distracted by the media bullshit, which is, you know, I guess now all the all the media coverage in this country is going to be focused on the fact that things are slowly going back to some semblance of normal. Everyone's going back to work and stuff like that. But let's remember what we are fighting for and this is not just uh this is not just a hashtag it's it's more than a Absolutely, more than yeah. a hashtag <sighs> boy thinking about this is kind of thinking about the stuff that i saw in yemen is i don't know man it's heartbreaking man it really is heartbreaking but we will pray for better times and we will pray for the people of yemen
1: yeah, this country needs to do a lot better in terms of supporting it. You know, Jeremy Corbyn said a couple of years ago about... Especially when you're selling weapons to um, surrounding countries and places that will look to harm that. Any any war that takes place that you're sp- providing weapons for, like you know that shit's fucked up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the beginning of Iron Man one in it? I don't remember that one. Well, it wasn't that good. Yeah, well... It wasn't that good. Forgive me. Um, was there anything else that we we really needed to cover?
1: Um, what about the recent poll that came out about how black people and white people view... Uh, it's basically, like, a lot of white people are oblivious that... Oh, that. I remember. Remember what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, this was actually very, very interesting to me. This was very, very interesting to me. Uh, CNN International ran a poll um, and the headline reads thus. Most black people's views of race and racism in the UK are profoundly different from those of white people, according to a sweeping and exclusive new CNN slash Savannah Comrades poll. And some of the statistics that read on this were, um, hold on a second. I'm gonna read, read it. I'm gonna read it all in percentages. So this is black people. This is British as well. Yeah, this, yes, is, this, is, this, is, this is this is isolated to the yeah. UK. So says here, 66% of Black Britons find statues of slave traders or colonisers offensive, compared to 30% of White Britons. Uh,
1: that, now, that should be a hundred. A hundred. Yeah yeah quite yeah. yeah it needs to be 100 100 quite like, literally we... the fact that like
0: it's so weird to think unless that...
1: they did it like no but even that doesn't wouldn't make sense i'm thinking they did 66 or 33 Obviously, you know it's like yeah. a split yeah but no like that needs to be 100 percent, 100 everybody that took that survey should feel of a... every black person that took that survey should be offended by it.
0: yeah and that is it's really weird because when they took down the uh the statue of Excuse my ignorance on this point, but when it took down the statue of that guy in, in Bristol, Bristol, whatever his name was, Robert Colson, whatever his name was, I had no idea that this country had like statues or monuments dedicated to actual slavers. Like, I had no idea that there, there were statues in this country that basically celebrated this fact and i know that a lot of the counter argument especially in this guy robert colson's case was that he did a lot for the community of bristol but the fact was that he profited off the backs of slaves so you know you one i don't know man i'm gonna leave that i'm gonna leave that point there anyway 66 percent of black britons versus 30 percent of white britons the second statistic was 58 percent of black britons think the governing conservative party is institutionally racist compared to 39% of white Britons. What do you say to that?
1: Uh, again, when you have no diversity in your cabinets and a lot of people that point the fingers and delicate positions do not come from diverse background, yeah, you have diverse thoughts. Saying they're not. <laughs> and again, I feel that that percentage should probably be higher on both ends.
0: Yeah, it should be. I, I mean, I don't know who, I don't know what this, this, this sample, where this sample was taken from because I wasn't asked. Um But who am I? Uh Next statistic was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a good one. 54% of black Britons say police are institutionally racist compared to 27% of white Britons.
1: Um. This this goes back to they don't know there's a problem. So that twenty that twenty seven percent is obviously they they're oblivious. They don't think there's a problem to be to begin with. So it's it's hard for them to identify. I feel that there's still. There's still good people in the police force um, yeah. that do their job honestly um, and with integrity. So, no, they're not all racist. The issue is when you may or may not know that your colleague is, but you know something is wrong, but you'll choose not to do anything about it. Right. Because you're risking your own job, which... Are you risking your job, though? Well, if you speak up against it, then you're kind of going against your boys in blue. Your but badge, then, you're going against your... But then wouldn't that wouldn't that kind of lend, like, points to the... like lend, Credence to the theory That the police force Is institutionally racist Yeah it would It would Um, And it goes back to What I said about integrity If you have integrity Then you just You're going to do the right thing You know right from wrong And yeah like It would Reinforce that There's a lot more race Racial issues being had in the police force and there's a lot more racist police sorry so i say then um but as for the 27 percent, uh, i don't know they don't know what they do yeah i guess it- i can't really speak too much on that uh, they, they 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 haven't experienced it so if they can only vote off experience then they're obviously they're gonna say no right
0: yeah that's fair enough um and then another statistic was Black people are more than Twice as likely As white people To say there is Too little representation Of black people in the media Two thirds 67% Of black people Indicate that Compared to 27% of white people
1: Um. I, uh, hey, briefly, again, briefly I've, I've got something you know, to say I've got something to say At this point I touched on the 30% right, Real quick Because um, Because they're not Looking for it Right So they're not really Going to notice it They're not looking for it um, I I believe that's, that that's correct yeah you're there, right there is under-representation actually there was recently I think it was a couple of days ago that the BBC have gave I think it was like a hundred million over three years for more um diverse content to be made and I'm ha- obviously I'm happy to hear that that's a lot of money but I just hope that they are employing um black script writers and who are casting black actors to tell um black stories yeah and and show more um portrayal in media as well and i did also see another this was a couple weeks ago i think maybe two weeks ago this was recently just after the protest in parliament square there's um a group called uh what are they called what are they called what are they called I, the name will come to uh woke babies i don't know if you heard of them what they do is woke they babies. they have they write children books oh, okay um but it's it's bringing more like awareness to like black characters um where we wouldn't normally be portrayed so for instance there may be like a wizard of oz yeah which everyone knows the story but there wasn't any black people portrayed in that so it's kind of flipped around and i, I don't want to say that for sure because i i haven't, yet purchased one of their books i just recently seen it but i know that they're doing a lot to bring awareness to the same poll that that would relate to that okay, not being I represented in, in media and yeah. tv and books and things like that so there's a woke babies you can they, they do have an instagram woke babies uk um and yeah and they are doing what they can to bring awareness especially in children's books is really important because
0: that's very true that leads me you know what I never actually intended to talk about this, but this leads me on to something that um something that I read the other day um have you ever heard of the doll test the doll test yeah
1: Doll? no I haven't um so
0: the doll test was um it's a very interesting thing and again i think i read about this in a carla's book i think i've seen this before but i never actually looked into it properly but um i'm reading this directly from n and it was um it's an article titled the significance of the doll test if you want to look it up but the first paragraph says in 1940s I'm sort of paraphrasing here uh, they designed and conducted a series of experiments, known colloquially as the doll test, to study the psychological effects on segregation of segregation on African American children. And basically, what they did was they used some dolls and they gave they they showed them to the um to some some to black to black children yeah um between the ages of three and seven and they were asked which doll they preferred and the overwhelming response was the white doll. Because that's what they had seen Right I see And then they asked the kids Which one of these looks more like you
1: And how did they respond to that
0: They're like Raw Like oh shit It's the black doll innit
1: Yeah So
0: Basically the whole The whole whole test And it's a lot more nuanced than that Again like I said Look it up It's actually really interesting Was To to study the effects That segregation And racial treatment Have had on the um, Self esteem of black people in america and it made me think when i read it because again, like, like i said i read it in a carlos book it made me think about how in print media when i was growing up uh in in school wherever i read it, any kinds of books really there aren't really many black characters there aren't really many characters of any ethnic background and this isn't me saying they should do it more because you know people people will do whatever they say feel that like they need to do is right but I did I did think about that because I remember when like, my, my daughter was very young and when we was talking about when she was talking about buying when she went to like buy dolls and stuff we was like you know what We're not, she's not getting any white dolls she needs to understand she's going to get some black dolls because as she's a black girl and she needs yeah, to yeah. understand that black is also beautiful she yes. gets all these white dolls she's going to be like mm, you know I don't really want to yeah. so we never this was before I'd learned long before I'd learned about this test so I feel like um, that was a positive bit of enforcement on my part I have to be very careful with her because she's a young black girl. But um, it it made me think, right? Like you know, in school and stuff, you you never really get uh, you read all these books, but they're not really for us, and that's okay. And I'm kind of I'm kind of dialing back on something I said in the last episode when I said schools need to do more about um, teaching children about race and teaching children about their history because. One of the people I follow on twitter she's a she's a very intelligent woman, very intelligent woman, she's an educator, she's a teacher she's um she's a black woman, and she's like, "We shouldn't be leaning on on schools to teach us our history." And I was like, "Yeah, you know what you're right. That's a hundred percent right." But then she doubled down on it, and she was like we should be we should be making sure we do that at home and stuff like that and we should be like making more of a conscious effort to teach not even necessarily our kids but the younger children around us nieces and nephews and stuff like that about black history and black culture and i was like right you know what i've never looked at it like that we think because we send our children to school that's where they should basically learn everything, everything until 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 they grow up to an age where they can learn things for themselves but we as parents and we as older older figures father figures uncle figures we need to do more to teach kids about the, um about these kind of things in about these kind of things in life and i started to look at things started to look at it differently in that sense because the government rejected a whole bunch of petitions about um teaching um, the negative parts of Britain's colonial history, teaching more about black people's contribution to the country, um, things like Windrush and stuff like that.
1: Uh, so you see the Windrush, right? Yes. They brought over, I think was was the first, was it 500? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure I don't want to say the number. Maybe I'll fill that number. And was it to help rebuild the country from the effects of the Second World War? Yes, if I remember
0: correctly, so, yes
1: had there been no effects of the second world war it was untouched what would have happened what do you feel would have happened it's it, like it's like they're bringing are bringing you over to do work for us yeah so it's it's not modern day slavery
0: well no because the idea was that they were going to be paid and they were going to be like you know they were going to be given british citizenship it, they would,
1: all right but that's kind of now nah, that British that British citizens is in limbo. No, they
0: got a bunch of them got deported.
1: Like yeah, a, exactly. A bunch of yeah. So deported. that's false promising. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I now, think- when you look back on it, was that the case all along? I mean, this is. I, I Conspiracy guess, theory, and I, I, but I guess they were playing
0: the long game because, again, yeah, back then there was that they, they didn't they didn't have any like um the the, the windrush generation from the from the from my understanding, and again, people, if you're listening to this, and I'm wrong. Please check. Yeah, me. yeah, because I don't know every I don't know everything. Because this was, is to, this is something I need to uh, look into actual. myself as well. Yeah. Because I didn't know much about this until a couple of years ago myself. My parents came here shortly afterwards, but um, they came here and they never had any like certification or proof to say they had indefinite leave to remain. And in 2010, the Home Office destroyed all the landing cards of the Windrush generation. Yeah. So they couldn't prove they were they here legally at all. It, yeah. So now it's like, okay, boom, we don't need you anymore. We can send you back. Yeah.
1: So you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't seem like there's no underhanded tactics out there at all. Like, You don't no, sense an def- element of treachery. There definitely is.
0: There definitely is. Um, And that, again, that's something I also need to look into more.
1: But um, Sidebar, do you buy Uncle Ben's? Never. No, it's owned by Mars. I was told it's owned by Mars. I uh,
0: I don't know about that. I've read something about uh, how they're taking him off the of the packaging or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they
1: they're doing it with quite with like was it Quaker Quaker Oats owns Aunt Jemima. We can't. That's quite di- more difficult to get around here. You have to yeah. get from like the the world sections And supermarkets, some imports or whatever. But see, but. that's that's
0: another thing. Black people do not. I don't know. If, well, I I'm, I'm, I'm When I say I speak for myself, I speak for I speak for myself because i should
1: have. It world. should like you know you shouldn't shouldn't have been there in the first place. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But this is this is black people. We didn't ask for this. It's not that we didn't ask for it. Like, and you can have an image of of a black woman that could be your aunt, but not that kind of. You know. Yeah. And I'm sure it came from like a racist song to begin with. Yeah. Again, I'd have to do my due diligence and stuff that. But um, I just, I just find it funny that these these uh, images are being portrayed on products that are owned by white businesses. Is what I'm trying to say. A lot of them are. Yeah, and I say. So you know I think like it's only right that you change them you know I think
0: there's I think there's room for in this country especially I think there's room for a black owned newspaper yeah, or I some kind of that. or some kind of black owned media publication
1: I think I think it's something we need and I, I would like to see that so long as it's it's, it's, it's it's black owned and there's not like silent partners that own yeah, yeah, yeah. 51% and it's yeah, yeah. it's a white guy or a Jewish guy or something like that yeah no, I hear you I think that's a lot that that happens a lot like there's a lot of black black businesses but they're secretly owned by some they also have secret partnerships yeah, they got their front they front fronted. G- yeah, yeah. Like, it's uh, again get, that's really that's, like inte- where's the integrity in that
0: how would you think something like that would start I think that because I, I genuinely believe it like it's not it's not my area of expertise or interest but I genuinely believe that that would be a
1: really really how, good thing i mean it's how did the first newspaper start the only thing I could really imagine is some guy with his camera trying to catch pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to oh But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, you got to get mean. the scoop, right? Somebody yeah, has to get the scoop on yeah. something first. It's uh, so competitive but now I, I to like get new, new information I feel like the problem before that, it breaks anywhere else. But that, I think that's how you have to do it, right? You just have to get the stories and publish it before anyone else. The
0: problem with that is if you've got a black-owned media publication, you can't really make it, especially in a, a predominantly white country. You can't really make it a black-owned media publication that focuses solely on black people,
1: because I don't think they should do that, though. No, nah. I don't think it should. It should focus on everything as a whole, like just the world news as a whole. News that doesn't have to just pertain to to black people. It should, yeah, it should focus as, as no, news right. and as, as a whole. I just,
0: I just, I just feel like historic, not historically, but I feel like it will end up being something that once it to, want, like wants to, like goes that way, you know. Um, we uh, black people we we tend to kind of and again i say I, i speak for myself but i'm sort of speaking for a lot of people here we tend to kind of you know when we are on the back foot and people are attacking us we tend to kind of kind of say okay cool we're doing we're doing us for us by us and if there was such a thing like a black owned media publication, like a newspaper or a magazine or even, even something online, like a proper, a proper big blog. Wasn't the voice, do you remember the voice back in the day? Vaguely, bloody hell yeah. Old school voice, that's, that's a, like it was in
1: like year nine or something I mean, like see, that. You're saying something like that. I don't that, know if that like, was, again, that could have, I don't know if it was a hunt but black owned, I don't know up the, up the chain who owned what or whatever, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was four blacks by for black people by black people
0: yeah but i'm um, like anyone who's like creative minded in like the media industry and stuff there's a spot waiting for you man i'm telling you 100 i 100% think that's a brilliant idea and if there's something you go ahead with you owe us royalties yeah I'm, please come in yeah i'm saying like we need to get a, we need to get a segment in your in your in your paper but like i i think it's something i would i think it's something even i would want to start if i would like i said if that, I, I was that way inclined but for me for us the po- the podcast get me is. pictures of spider-man <laughs> the podcast is the podcast is that for us so yeah i don't know i i guess this week was very uh, very sobering uh when i learned when i was like yeah you know we should probably expect less of teachers
1: and for quick oats yeah word you look like you got your own saves as well yeah i just buy store brand oats now
0: but like we uh let us let's let's beat him. Uh, what the heck let's be more um less reliant on the school systems i think it's a very very dangerous thing to uh rely so heavily on the education system what do you think about you know about we're talking about things they should teach in schools what do you think about them teaching sign language i like it i think that's something that should definitely be there i like it because when you think about it you think about like disabled people are really really like uh, they're kind of marginalized in in today's society because they're sort of they're sort of the forgotten middle child of society not that sounds bad but i mean in in the sense that when you think about how we're accommodating to different groups of people whether that be like by by race economic standing class blah 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 people or people with disabilities aren't really considered okay and kids in school for example if we had a deaf, if we had a deaf kid in in school, our, our school, there yeah. would have been literally nobody that would have been able to commu- communicate with him. Literally, no one.
1: Yeah, I don't know if schools are like that now, but you're 100 percent right. In and our school, you're you're done.
0: Sign, sign is a sign is a universal language. Yes. So, I feel like more than again, obviously, French, Spanish. There apparently
1: it doesn't take that long to learn either. No,
0: nah, there you go. See. I feel like I feel like sign is something that we should be teaching kids from from a young age, from primary school age. That's I feel like that is something that needs to change. Aside like away from all the um, the stuff about um, colonial history and stuff like that, kids need to be learning sign. I kind of wish
1: I learned it. I, like I said, it's never too late to learn. Yeah, no, I'm deal with you.
0: No, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. I hundred percent look into that. But um. We've reached the hour and a half mark, um, and been chewing your ear off. Yeah, I, I can't lie. A lot of the stuff that we've mentioned
1: on here was pretty off the script. Yeah, it's free. I'm always freestyling.
0: But that, that's kind of the, that's kind of the way I like it. It's got to be organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, if you rehearse too much, it feels a bit unnatural. I don't want to feel like I'm reading mm. off an of auto cue. But um,
1: and I ain't been here long enough to do that, man. I'm still new. <laughs> well, thank you again but for having me. Any other closing thoughts? Uh, oh, stay out the heat, man. Oh, it's man. hot. Stay hydrated. Yes. Yeah, stay, stay hydrated, stay, man. Stay
0: hydrated, stay healthy. The flying ants are back as well, so that's uh something something to something to be aware of. Um at this point, don't forget, it's very hot, it's very warm outside, but the Rona is still a very real threat. Um until we know such a time that like, the government isn't really taking this seriously. So until we know such a time that there's like some kind of way to actually manage this properly or manage it yourself just be careful be mindful of others treat treat the coronavirus like you would like you would the road you might be a very good driver but there's one idiot that will crash into you at, at some given point um i myself will be at work this weekend so i will be very jealous of you all who are not working and yeah i'm enjoying, still off.
1: enjoying the heat i mean i wouldn't mind going back but i don't really you know I'd rather do it when it's 100% safe. I don't want to rush it like yeah, I'm eager to get yeah, back no, to work yeah. and it's not.
0: Yeah, I'm the same, but I work I work in I work in retail so you know, money happy make as they yeah. say. Yeah. But yeah, um I got nothing. I got nothing else except well wishes and um positive thoughts for you all. I hope you are all keeping safe. I hope you are all looking out for each other, looking out for your families. Um
1: and i guess we'll see you in a fortnight much love much love and again um send all the any questions any any anything you want to ask send them into the podcast we'll do our best to get back oh yeah on that
0: note um crap there was something that um that you said in the last episode that somebody wanted to address oh really yeah well,
1: you're going to have to tune into the next episode yeah yeah
0: yeah we'll have we'll have that ready for you. we'll have that ready for you tara we haven't forgotten lastly but certainly not least there's one last thing I wanted to say Um, shout outs always reserved to the end end of the episode I would like to wish a massive congratulations to my friends Tom and Hannah on the birth of their first child congratulations to you both um, on becoming parents welcome to the new adventure don't listen to any naysayers that are like oh yeah it's going to be horrible from here you know what one of the things when I became a parent no
1: one had anything good to say about being a parent it was just all nightmares and stuff like that and fam I got a cat do you know how much people told me not to do it? Yeah, like... I not imagine you a child. I'm telling
0: you, man. Listen, don't listen to... like Tom, Hannah, if you're listening to this now, I appreciate you both and I love you both. Don't listen to the naysayers. Cat's sick as well. Um, Banging. Children are a, a blessing and a wonderful adventure. And I know you two are going to make great parents. I could not imagine. So, until uh,
1: next time... Happy birthday to my sister as well. When's this dropping? Saturday. Oh, no, yeah, no. My sister's birthday is tomorrow. That's a Thursday But happy birthday to, Happy birthday <laughs> happy, to
0: her Happy belated happy birthday. birthday to my big sister uh, Happy belated birthday To uh, to, to, to big sis um, Yeah that was it I think I I don't think I have Any more shout outs um,
1: No I'm good Again thanks for having me here
0: Belated Belated happy father's day To everybody you that, Oh yeah um, happy
1: father's day To you man Thank you very um, much
0: man um, My daughter made me a, a a drawing And I'm sticking it on my wall I'll probably laminate it actually I was,
1: I'm was i not gonna lie I was expecting like a tie Some handkerchiefs Some cufflinks or something I've been signing you for years <laughs>
0: yeah right maybe next time minute. but like yeah well like i said till next time peace and love um we out